Blog Talk Radio. Cause it's a new season. It's a new day. It's a season of power and prosperity, yes it is, it's a new season and it's coming to me, or if you believe that, lift your hands and say, it's a new season, it's a new day. It is a new season. It is a new day. God bless you. This is Roberta. Roberta Inspires Omni Media. And I am here today 
going to talk about one of, I guess, what can be needs to be my favorite subject, and that's resilience and sleep. Woo! Didn't think I would go there, did you? But anyway, <laughs> um, I am. I am. Um, that's probably one of my greater challenges is getting enough sleep, as it is with many, many people. Um, it's been a eventful week already. Um, went to one of the services, the first of four services for the folks lost in the Shiloh Baptist uh, Church accident last week where they were hit um, by a truck and four people were killed immediately and they're being uh, funeralized this week. I don't know about those that were injured and taken to hospitals or any quite of the other people just yet, but hopefully more will come out. We have been talking about for the past few weeks resilience and how to uh, build resilience. So I'm going to talk briefly today about that topic again. And I hope that it will be uh, a help to you. I've been talking about Paul and David and how they handle um, persecution and trial and stresses, basically major stresses. What today we might even call P, what's it, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, the things that they dealt with. Um, the stresses that they dealt with, which were so, so difficult. Running, sleeping in caves. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And yet, they made it through. And that's what's really, really um, completely amazing is that they did make it through all of it. And I don't know what you're going through in your life, I don't know what you're being challenged with in your life, but I certainly hope and pray that this particular broadcast will be of help to you. One of the things that I've found in my research on this topic that I'm very interested, I'm going to read uh, some of the points to you. This is from the Big Health blog. Sleep, the Foundation of Resilience, and it's an article by Dr. Sophie Bostock, Ph.D., and it comes out of, it's from 2017, but one of the things she says, the ingredients of psychological resilience have been a subject of decades of scientific research, while the labels may vary by study. There are the core components, which can be considered the building blocks of bouncing back from tough times. First, the ability to manage strong emotions and impulses. Secondly, supportive and caring relationships. Thirdly, being able to make realistic plans and to carry them out. Um, Fourthly, problem-solving skills. And last but certainly not least, a positive view of yourself and optimism for the future. So um, she goes on to um, address ways that, well, elements of 
not getting the proper rest and also kind of what some of the impacts are. And she says that the sleep-deprived brain is effectively wearing a mental straitjacket. Sleep loss interferes with all of the critical components of resilience. For example, emotional imbalance. The amygdala is the part of the brain responsible for initiating our fight or flight stress response. When we're short on sleep, the amygdala becomes hyperreactive. We're effectively running on a very short fuse. We're more likely to interpret challenges as threats and to feel irritable, anxious, and out of control. That's interesting. It talks about uh, conflict and a lack of empathy and how that can arise. Uh, low self-regulatory capacity, how you can become more um, impulsive when you haven't had the proper sleep. Um, because a sleep-deprived brain deprioritizes activity in the areas responsible for the aspects of executive functioning, which includes making logical arguments, forward planning, and goal setting. Alrighty. Lack of creativity is impacted. You can have a negative uh, bias where you're less uh, optimistic, less self-esteem, and you're more likely, less likely to focus on the positive. Then, this piece I really thought was so good, sleep and stress in summary. Have you ever found yourself waking up repeatedly in the early hours of the morning, tired yet wired? Poor sleep is often the first sign of stress. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, because I know for myself sometimes I don't always recognize that I'm feeling stressed. How about you? But even before, and she says, even before you can put your finger on the cause, poor sleep is often the first sign of stress. The brain never completely relaxes, and the racing mind will not switch off. Isn't that interesting? And she goes on to talk about, she goes on to say that on the spectrum of resilience to vulnerability, poor sleep puts you firmly in the most vulnerable category. It's serious, and that's why um, I got such a poor night's sleep. I thought this would be uh, a really good topic because it really does affect so many people. She was doing um, kind of research and talking more in the corporate, uh, in a corporate setting, about how employees are actually impacted. David, as he's running around, I mean, just running around all over the place, trying to hide from, um, trying to hide, hide so he's not getting killed. Always having maniacs after him. And he had to get some type of rest when he could. And so some of the way he rested was actually by really relying on God 
as his resting place. You remember in Psalm, he talked about laying by still waters. Mm -hmm. He had to learn how to rest. This is Psalm 131. I have stilled and quieted my soul. The first resting psalm, um, this is from an article online, it um, a short little is a short little gem, Psalm 131. It contains only three verses, okay, but it comes from David. Now listen to this. Listen to this. In the first verse, he says, My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. In the second verse, he says, But I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. And so he's given us this picture of a child just relying on how a child has relied on the mother's mother's nurturing. And then he lastly says, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forever. We go over to Psalm 23, another resting psalm, rest and trust. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He talks about the shepherd in light of providing food in verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. The shepherd who refreshes and restores, he restores my soul. And then he says, he guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Goes on to say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's looking at protection. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then we see how God is preparing a table before him. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup does what? My cup overflows. Then he goes on to talk about eternity and eternal life. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's twenty-three, Psalm 23 and 6. Then he goes on to Psalm. Here's another resting Psalm. And that is, wait, let me get myself back here. I'm getting myself off it. Psalm 16, um, the theme being, you will not abandon me to the grave. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. Because on to say, he concludes this psalm by saying, therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave. Verses 9 through 11 is what I'm reading from. Nor will you let your Holy One see decay. 
you have made me known. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with external pleasures at your right hand. And then lastly, this is our one where we talk about um, Psalm 3, another Psalm of David, we'll say a wrestling Psalm. This is when he was fleeing from his son Absalom, as noted in Second Samuel 15 through 18. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To the Lord I cry out aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. Selah. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. And that's Psalm 3, 3 through 6. And this was put in a hymn this particular author talks about. And the hymn says, this is uh, written by Cleland B. McKee after two of his nieces died of diphtheria. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. So we see how important, even biblically, how um, David talks about resting and how important rest is. Your soul has defined rest. Psalm 60, oops, wrong, looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, right. Okay, let's see. I was trying to get something, but okay, yeah. I'm getting a different version than what I want. How you express this, how you experience the stress. 
If you don't get enough sleep, small stressors can be experienced as much worse than they might after a good night's sleep. That's why you hear people say, get a good night's sleep. And sometimes I thought that was kind of trivial, but it's important. Research has also shown that when you don't get enough sleep, you deprive your brain of the time it needs to do certain cleanup functions that generally strengthen neuroplasticity, and that's the brain's capacity to adapt and change by building new connections. She goes on to um, talk about people who report more stress have a harder time getting to sleep and not getting enough uh, and not getting enough sleep has been connected to obesity, ADHD symptoms, and decreased resilience to stress. Thankfully, sleep and exercise are two areas of your life that you can impact. I'm going to the gym after this. <laughs> this really helped reinforce get myself to that gym. Studies have shown again and again that most adults need seven to nine hours um, per evening. Okay? They want us turning off all our gadgets. We don't need all the electronics. I'm guilty, 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 guilty of electronics. Put that little cell phone down. So what can you do to improve your sleep even while you're stressed? You can work towards better sleep habits like avoiding long naps and sleeping in a cool, dark place. Okay, let me read that one again. You can work towards better sleep habits like avoiding long naps. Because if you're napping, then when it's time to sleep, everything's kind of off. Try to be consistent and develop healthy rituals and routines for sleep. Quiet down. Oh, boy, now they get me. (laughs) Quiet down an hour before bed. Turn off electronic screens. (laughs) That means people that like to fall asleep by the TV. Okay, here's what they're doing. And then it goes on to say, (laughs) oh, boy, guilty, guilty, guilty here. Establish a set of bedtime habits like drinking herbal tea while reading a magazine so that you train your body and brain to move towards rest. Getting enough exercise is crucial to increasing resilience. Researchers have found that even short periods of exercise in the morning can contribute to energy levels that support a regulated sleep cycle. They've also found that moderate and regular exercises decreases cortisol levels. That's a stress hormone. And even a 10-minute brisk walk can reduce and increase daytime activity. Um, So we will be talking more about this next week, and we're going to start to talk more about the nutrition aspect, although I may have another surprise for you next week. Uh, If we don't get to it next, we're going to do that aspect in the coming week. Um. So many, many things to share. So many things to share. But again, from another article, How to Overcome Obstacles in Your Life, Resilience, they point out 
that you manage, you'll manage stressful times better if you exercise regularly, eat a balanced diet, and take time to rest. So you may have to uh, do some journaling, so forth. Like here, release tension. Make sure you have outlets to express your emotions and let go of tension. Um, this particular article quotes Ani Kala, Kale Jian, doctor of science, doctor of education, doctor of something else, I'm not sure, psychologist. But this individual recommends writing in a journal, drawing, meditating, which we would say pray, or talking with a friend or counselor. To do things that bring meaning to your life is also important. Well, I'm going to wrap up for today. And like I said, next week I hope to have a surprise for you. If not, we'll continue on our theme of resilience. Um, We should have a real good package um, together of audios on this by the time we finish. But for this week, I pray that God will bless and strengthen you and that you will um, just look to him and that you'll get some rest. I'm going to work on it. But one of the key things is being able to identify when you're stressed. So you're going to have to learn, I know I will, how to check where are you on the stress level and learn to find what your stresses are, find out what they are, and what in your life or body is a good indication that you're somewhere moving up that stress scale. That is really, really tricky, but you have to be able to identify when you are stressed. So you have to know when you're stressed so that you can cut down. I'm going to give you some signs and symptoms real quickly here as we wrap up um, a couple little things, and then we'll talk more about this, like I said, in the coming weeks. But here are uh, from an article on, from Healthline written by Rachel Link, MS and RD. Acne, she says, is a sign. Headaches are a sign. Chronic pain is a sign. Uh, frequent sickness is a sign. Decreased energy and insomnia. <laughs> sign, sign, sign. So there we go again. Changes in libido. Digestive issues. Appetite changes, depression, uh, rapid heartbeat, sweating. Um, These are some real drastic signs. I'm hoping that one can identify signs before it even gets to that point. Um, So try to learn, I mean, the beginning of these things, not just waiting until it's gotten too far. Here's some other cognitive signs memory problems, inability to concentrate, poor judgment, and so forth. I won't get to go through all of these constant wearing, but I want you to have a good week. Try not to worry about getting enough sleep. Just get it. Because it's a new season.